All right, what's up? It's another week. It was certainly an eventful one. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid, and this is America Unplugged. And I'm here with the usual suspects. What's going on, everybody in the chat? What's up, YouTube? What's up, everybody around the world? You know how we appreciate it. Uh, we, we, we don't get to see the man today, but he is here. Trust me. And in mind, body, and soul, just don't get to see What's up, Mr. Arterburn? What's going on? Well, it's good to see uh, you and Don again, Billy. Uh, I've been traveling, been in Texas. I competed in the state powerlifting championship uh, this past one. Saturday. And uh, yes, one, I won my division, won my age group. Um, yeah, had a, had a good time and also been floating around buying gold and silver uh, all, anywhere I can find supply. And uh, just because that's drying up, we can maybe talk a little bit about uh, the economic forecast that I'm seeing out there is de-dollarization continues. But uh, yeah, and I was also looking at the numbers in the back office, watching our podcast grow. I think we need to fire ourselves now that we're uh, doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Newsmax will hit us up and say, hey, Matt, it's right. <laughs> That'd be dope. <laughs> Don Jeffries, the legendary. What's going on, sir? How are you? Doing fine. And I, I made the suggestion to Tony before. I said, you know, if you, I think we could get you in the Olympics and just you just have to identify as female. You don't have to change anything because these guys are not even changing anything. And you could probably shatter every record uh, female weightlifter has ever done. So and we'd have a genuine and then just go right back to identifying as a male as you get your gold medals. Uh, the, That's you know, a great strategy. Tony yeah. certainly has the legs for it, right? You know, you, <laughs> that's right. work out just fine. I think that's I think right. that's a really good strategy. Well, I <laughs> thought I thought of that because I heard of it. And again, you know, all of us have been in high school. Just imagine, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it. when you're a teenager, you know, you're what you're thinking of all the time. This 18 year old guy, I mean, literally, he would he wasn't wearing a wig, lipstick, nothing. He nothing. He's just the guy. He he tells him he identifies as a girl. And he strolls into the uh, female locker room at right alongside uh, four naked freshman girls taking a shower. Mm. They were horrified, but it's like, you know, how, how, so you don't even have to do anything now. Just say you're a woman and, you know, you're presenting a teenage boy with a quite a temptation there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, these are the times we live in. We're going to get into a lot of things here today, or we're going to try to squeeze as much as we can into the hour. We can start off with the Donald Trump rape, I know, uh, or rape allegations, right, with uh, E. Jean, e. Jean Carroll. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Don will take care of that in a second, but Don's been looking into it. So we're, we're going to start with Don, get his take on it. All of a sudden, this popped out of nowhere. Listen, do I believe that Donald Trump will rape a woman? Absolutely. Yeah, I do believe that. Um, uh, so many women have come out and accused him of this. It's incredible, right? Did he do it? I don't know. He says she's not his type. So, um, you know, we were talking with Don earlier today and, and Don goes, well, maybe if she was his type, you know, would he rape her? Like, is, is that what he's trying to say? Like, uh, this guy's a buffoon. Anyway, uh, here we go. Um, yet another thing uh, that they're they're throwing at this dude. What do you think, Don? What's going on? Well, yeah, I, I was shocked, first of all, to hear about it because it, it got really it got way less news than uh you know, the ridiculous Stormy Daniels thing yeah. on the surface. This is obviously a much more serious allegation, but it, it, I, well, I looked, I said, wait a minute, is this, so they're actually in court with this? You're kidding. And this guy Bragg is, you know, apparently he's going to act on all the, you know, all the allegations against Trump for various things. You know, there's that 13 year old girl that's out there. I, I don't know if they'll ever, I don't know how old she'd be now, but there's an allegation that it, when he was hanging around with Epstein, uh, that there was a rape there. So I don't know if that will be 
resurrected or not. They might not want to go into those areas, but this, you know, on the surface of the, the, and of course the woman is, she's, she's in the same league as the, as the woman that accused uh, Kavanaugh. I mean, this, this woman has accused, I think, 12 different men of raping her over the years. I, I think. Yeah. So she's apparently Eugene Carroll, that chick. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. she's, apparently she's completely irresistible. Good. You know, people just can't stop raping her, I guess. But uh, she, she, uh, she, uh, <laughs> oh my she God. she's like, a ro- <laughs> she's a romance novel novelist. And apparently she writes about rape being, uh, you know, one of her fantasies all the time that her novels. Yep. That's that's the kid. So, but then you have Trump again. So it, it should be really easy to beat this allegation, you know, on the wow, surface, just because wow, of her, wow. you know, just of her past. Yeah. But uh, I have pretty, a lot of confidence in Trump's legal team to lose because they lose all the time. That's all they do because hmm. he hires. He's got that young girl that he hired was, a, was seriously her background was a uh, a lo- I don't know how a garage has a, a parking garage has a lawyer. But she was a parking, that was, he said, a parking garage lawyer in New Jersey. So he hires nobody but the best. How he found her, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I'm, I'm quite sure that the, they can probably lose this case somehow. And Trump, of course, will, he's already been questioned. And, you know, to the key question, you kind of alluded to it. The key question that, you know, gets to the heart of it. Did you do it? You know, what about this? You know, and if you're innocent, you know, the first thing is, no, of course not. No, this is ridiculous. Right. Uh, this is 30 years. And, of course, she can't. Um, she can't, much like Kavanaugh's accuser, she doesn't even know the date. So how do you provide an alibi if you don't even know the date? It was 30 years ago, and, and and it was in a high upscale, I don't even know the name of it. It's not like a store I would ever be seen at, but uh, some high upscale store where he supposedly took her in a dressing room and did, it sounded very much like kind of the same strategy Joe Biden is accused of using with Tara Reid. Nice. Almost the exact same <laughs> stuff. Disgusting. Yeah. So, right. but, but so anyhow, so when they asked him if he did, he's, it's, he didn't say no. He just said, she, and she wasn't my type. She wasn't your type. So that's quite an answer. You know, they, they said, so, so if she was his type, she would, he would have raped her. So I don't know what this means, but again, it's, it's a New York courtroom. So I don't think it matters about her credibility. I don't think it matters that 12 other people, she's accused 12 other people. Wow. I, I don't think it matters at all. I, because I think that that New York jury will find them guilty. And I think his legal team will drop the balls they do every time they walk into court. They're the worst. He hires the worst lawyers ever. I mean, even, even you know, uh, crack dealers in Southeast D.C. get better public defenders than this guy gets. I, I don't know what he gets, but I think it's part of the show. But, but it isn't a criminal trial. So it's a civil thing. So they'll probably find him. And again, I think this is all symbolism. And it kind of goes over to what we'll talk about with Tucker Carlson, too. But and Alex Jones, this is symbolic where these people, these uh, alleged figures of opposition are now going to be repeatedly brought into court on absurd charges and always lose just to drum the message home that dissent is not an option here, even though we we don't think these people are really opposition leaders, but that's the message they want people to say that, you know, we're going to continue to, and, and Trump is, you know, who knows how many times he'll be sued, but this, if they're, they, if this got into court, a woman who has accused 12 other people of rape and 30 years later, and can't even name the date that got into a courtroom. So, you know, this guy Bragg is just going to say, bring it all on. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it'll be interesting. That is super interesting. I did not know any of that. Incredible. I mean, because that certainly adds to, you know, to the credibility argument, right? You can throw that out there and people are like, well, this happened 11 times to you. You know, <laughs> it, it reminds me, and then I'm going to go to Tony, but it reminds because I just saw this on Instagram. I, you guys ever seen the Bruno movies or no, no. Um, what's the other? It's Bruno. Yes, Bruno. Um, no, no. Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen. No, Anybody? I don't, like, I don't yes. like him. I've seen bits of it. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you saw it? Yes, I've seen it. But I like stupid humor like that. Um, so I saw um, I saw that and I saw Bruno. Um, what is it? Uh, uh, the other one, Borat. Right. Borat, and yeah, uh, Borat, in, yeah. in Bruno, he has a whole thing that he uh, he shows up to this kung fu guy. Uh, I think he's from the South. And he's like, you know, he's like homosexuals always want to rape me. I am irresistible to them. He's like, when they see me, they want to stroke me. And I was like, what? The hell? <laughs> so funny. Uh, everybody go go Google that. It's, it's hilarious. But it kind of reminded me of that. All right, Tony. What do you think of this whole deal, man? Um, I did not know what Don just brought up. No idea. That's crazy. Um, 
But I think Don is right. I don't think it'll matter uh, at this point. Uh, and and if, if Donald Trump somehow comes away with a victory here, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I didn't know those details either. It, it just got me thinking, Was is the Republican Party his type? What about what about conservatism? Is conservatism his type? Not my type. Uh, what about small business or non-essentials? Are those his type? You know, again, uh, I don't think that these allegations are real. I mean, we go back to the 2016 election. You had him. Uh, there was like, what, two or three different lawsuits from women. And then there was also one from like one that said that when she was a 13 year old girl, yes, he had yeah. something. Jane Doe. Right. right. I remember that. And that that was dropped. Don's absolutely right. I mean, he, you know, I remember him saying, you're going to get so tired of winning. You're going to say, President <laughs> Trump, please stop winning. Yeah, he stop never the wins or yeah. stop the winning. And then he, everybody he surrounds himself with uh, is an absolute loser. You know, when it comes to legal, uh, financial, whatever it is, just losers all the way around. So it, it, it really begs the questions, is this a show? You know, the the uh, brag prosecutor, the all that's political. They know his numbers are going up. The triangulation here is really brilliant. His base is going to grow. It's going to get more solidified. MAGA will uh, continue to dig in, which means he can get the Republican nomination, but he can in no way win the general. He can't win the general because every time they, they bring up one of these accusations and they run with it, it yeah. just turns off the middle. It turns yeah. off the, the independents. Democrats get more um, solidified to be against him. So the, the powers that be know exactly what they're doing. It seems that this strategy is working. I think they're going to continue to to run with it. I think you're right. I, th I think that's exactly what they're doing. Um, even though even me, you know, who says that Donald Trump can never win the general election, I'm starting to like, I mean, Joe Biden's going to be 86. Nikki Haley just came out and said at 86 at the end of the of the of a four year uh, another four-year presidential term. And Nikki Haley comes out and says, I don't think he'll make it to 86. <laughs> she said that, bro. And I'm yeah. like, wow. You know, but then, the, I mean, that's that's uh, interesting enough because you don't want to say anything like that. You know, um, in particular, when you're the opposition, opposition and then, you know, something happens to this guy. Here we go, right? With the, you yeah. know, they, Nikki Haley had something with killing <laughs> Joe Biden, right? But regardless of that, if Joe Biden passes away, in another term, we got Kamala Harris, bro. And nobody yeah. wants that, right? Nobody, not even the Democrats want that. But but do they take that option over a Donald Trump and all the stuff that they're doing? And I, I think I think Tony makes a hell of a point, man. Uh 2024, we're gonna get a repeat of this, apparently, Don. Like it's it's uh it's crazy. I don't well, know did, why. Well, did, did you did you see uh trying <laughs> this guy? I mean, whatever you say about the guy, I mean he's at like the level, if you're like in fifth or sixth grade, I can see how everybody would laugh at him because he's right. his humor is that level. He he put on an impersonation of, of uh, Biden. Did you see that in his recent speech? Where he's walking man. around like he doesn't know where he. I mean, I, I mean, Trump funny. does so many things that's unprecedented. You would never see a politician do that. He right. doesn't care, and his base loves it. It right. just he just loves it. No, that's that's why he he is so popular, you know, amongst his base because. It's professional wrestling. That's what a professional wrestler would do to, to make fun of his opponent and get people behind him. You know, like, oh, well, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. a tweener, right? He's half heel, half uh, baby face, right? Half good guy, half bad guy. <laughs> this is what Donald Trump is, is playing right now. Because, you know, I mean, but it was hilarious. I, I was watching it. I saw it this morning, actually. It's funny you should mention it. And I'm like, <laughs> this is pretty funny. <laughs> and true. At that, right? Like, uh, this one thing you can say, Donald Trump is a bit sharper than, than Joe Biden at this yeah, point, right? Even sharp. though. Yeah. Both uh, both are not options that I want. Tony, 2024, we're going to get a repeat that nobody wants or most people don't want. Right? <laughs> most people don't want Trump and they don't want Biden. But this is what we're getting again. I think this is solidifying the fact that we don't have a say as to who the president of the United States is. We do oh. not. At the, I mean, they let us pick the two options that they give us. And that's not <laughs> having an opinion. That's not having a say in this. thing. Anyway, go ahead. Well, that's the genius of the two-party system. Right. The, the duopoly continues. It's just like 2012 uh, when you have Barack Obama versus Mitt Romney. Romney had Romney care. Uh, Obamacare was still up in the air. You know, the Supreme Court had yet to rule on it. And so the, the powers that be knew that they win either way. And that's that's with this as well. I mean, it's 
I'm I'm totally disengaged from national politics at this point because there's really there's no use in looking into it. You're going to get the same globalist policies regardless of the rhetoric. I and mean, Donald Trump showed us that. You know, the only hope we really have is to dig in on the on the local level uh, and re I think reorient our our priorities when it comes to politics and speaking out and, and getting engaged. That is that ship has sailed until a third party emerges that's, that's legitimate or a fourth or fifth party uh, until we can break up the duopoly, until we can actually have real debates. I mean, you see Biden and Trump agreeing to shut down the debate process, um, the primary process already being shut down uh, on the on the Biden side uh, with RFK Jr. stepping up and polling over 14 percent. He's a real right, threat. 19. Oh, he's up not tonight. Too. Okay, so this was fourteen yeah. last week. Uh, so he's he's up and uh, and becoming a threat. They will do everything they can, the mainstream media, to shut that down. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think it will be one if this would probably be one of the lowest turnout. If this elections, if this really goes to twenty twenty four, Trump's the nominee, uh, Biden is the, you know coronated again. <laughs> it will be uh, and there will be there will be so little fanfare. Um, Trump won't be able to pull those rallies like he used to. It, yeah. it, it, it will be a dead election. Yeah. Well, did, you, did, did you see RFK Jr.? Uh, he was, he had, I was actually was surprised he was interviewed on ABC. But they it, it, this is what he's going to expect. The woman was, I don't know who she is, but she uh, it was so obvious. He just kept hammering home over and over again how how his family opposes him and all the quotes from that, you know, insane Carrie, you know, the, the former wife of, uh, of Andrew Cuomo, which she just fade into obscurity that she, she made the decision to have children with that, that mafioso guy. And she's out there calling Bobby crazy, but um, he, he got her. She, she, he finally just shut her down. Cause he said, you know, what do you want me to say? How do you expect me to answer that? Other than that, I think they're wrong. I still love them, but it was, I think it was a group, but then you could see how they're going to harp on this. And they edited out some of the interview and they said afterwards that, uh, you know, we, he made lots of anti-vaccine comments that have, uh, are not, you know, science repudiates and we're not going to air it. So they just edited out what he said. But at the same time, when you're talking about who, who, who can we vote for, you see with DeSantis, I should have brought this up to talk about DeSantis is a new thing. He, um, it's not enough that he supports this horrible bill in Florida, which is built around his devotion to Israel, uh, where you you can be charged with a felony of up to five years in prison if you put up pamphlets or you know. And we know it's if you're if it's offensive to Israel or Zionism, but they're they're couching it in terms of you know hate or whatever. But he, it's interestingly, he went to Israel and he signed the bill in Israel. So again, symbolically, what does that say? So, I mean, there's, you know, we just have to, like David Knight says, when these guys, DeSantis has done some decent things, I think when they do something good, okay, we support Crazy. that. But, right. but I, you know, you can't, how am I going to support somebody that goes to Israel to sign a bill that uh, you know crushes free speech and, and the state? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like what, what, what are you doing, doing that? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Like even optic wise, like somebody should have advised yeah. against you. Like, what the yes. fuck, what are you doing? Like, don't, don't do that nonsense. But yeah, like this is rolling in that direction, right? And I think you're right with RFK Jr. They're going to, that's exactly what they're going to do. That's the game plan. That's why I'm surprised he's polling at 19 right now. Yeah, yeah. I think that that um, that's a testament to how unpopular uh, Joe Biden is. And if if the Democrats actually had a, a somebody that you know they they can get behind other than Joe Biden they, they would win the i think they would win the nomination <laughs> people are yeah. so are so iffy on Biden right like they they don't want him the, even even the left um is not 100% on him but they will take him over Donald Trump but this is what this is what i mean man like we are we are getting set up for another one especially here the alternative media come 2024 the you know the the con the conspiracy theories that we can't prove are going to be rampant and people are going to be losing their minds because they just simply do not understand what is going on or they don't want to look outside their bubble. It's really that simple. Um, but we'll see what goes down. I don't like it. I don't like it. And and I think it should be blatantly evident uh, to most people now that seeing these two guys about to get the nomination from each of these parties. Oh, well, you know, Biden is unopposed really, you know, um, but regardless um, seeing this, is is just mapping out how how little choice we actually have because they're both super unpopular 
And and that's and this is what we're getting. This is what we're getting. So our system is broken, and and it's evident that that it is broken. We have a, a, a rapist and and against another rapist. Really, like what? What, is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we doing? You know, but but uh, apparently that's the deal, man. I, I let's talk about Tucker a little bit, my boy Tucker Carlson. Now. You guys know how I feel about Tucker. I, I did a whole video on him. It's here if you guys want to go watch it along with John Brisson. You know, and, um, you know, I'm I'm not a fan. And and I don't think that he was let go uh, because he was telling the truth. I really don't think it had anything to do with it, you know. And and now he's going to go to Newsmax. And, and Newsmax, it, well, we don't know if he's going to go to Newsmax, right? Newsmax is offering him the works, right? They're saying you can have the channel. I don't see how he turns this down. They probably offered him millions and millions of dollars, his own show, and you can have the channel. You're running the channel. You know, he's he's the general manager, the GM position at this point. Do what you want. You know, bring in what you want. To, then we'll, you know, but the thing is, in my humble opinion, right, he takes over Newsmax, which is already, like, discredited. They had to get on air and apologize for several things already, you know. Um, bring in Tucker Carlson, and, and then... It's Tucker Carlson is very dangerous to, to the alternative media. He's very dangerous to, to, to the truth movement, uh, in my opinion. He'll get up there and he'll start um, putting out talking points that we all can relate to and that we some of us would subscribe to. And uh, in the process, just, uh, you know, he'll be legitimized. Be like, oh, look at him. He's really doing it now. You know, he can do he can do what he wants. See, he's he's uh, he's on our side. But all that serves to do is is point point uh, the finger in the direction of the left. It, it's not it's not true freedom. It's not true. The truth movement. It's not pro alternative thinking. It's not stepping outside the box. It's incorporating you into the box that we already have and pointing at the other side and saying that's the problem. That's the problem. So that's my whole issue with this whole deal. But Newsmax is like, and I get it. If I was the Newsmax CEO, I'd be like, hey, get me Tucker. Give him the channel. Tell him to do whatever he wants. I'm not doing anything good here. Come come over here, Tucker. It'll get tons of eyes over there. I'd watch. Right? I'd watch. So I, I think it's a good strategy for Newsmax to, to, to get it done. But a very, very dangerous situation, in my opinion. Tony Arterburn. What's up, buddy? What are you thinking? What did you I think of him getting fired? I don't think I heard your thoughts on this. Go ahead. Well, I, I thought that the Babylon Bee said it best, that uh, Fox News removes the only reason people watch Fox News. Um, <laughs> and and it's another example of why, you know, popularity and viewers don't necessarily equal a success in the media anymore. They don't. It's kind of like how corporations don't look for profit. They look for connection to ESG. Um, you go back to True TV, Jesse Ventura, highest rated show, you know, the conspiracy theory. Wasn't it True TV, Don? Yes, something like yes, that. it was. Yes. And highest rated show canceled. Yes. Yep. Right. Highest rated show they ever had canceled. You know, I, I'm, I'm uh, very much in agreement with a lot of what you say about Tucker, Billy, and and the work that John Brissom's done on that, you know, as uh, you know, the limited hangout, the connections to intelligence, all that. But right. yeah, I do think he got fired or, and let go because of the subject matter in which he tackled. I mean, was it the 19th? He what is like his last broadcast? Uh talking about uh, big pharma and the connection to media and pushing the jab. Um, and you, you know, David Knight, I thought, did a pretty good breakdown of this. When he starts mentioning Fox News, his cadence and his voice changes. And he goes from, you know, uh, talking more faster and more of a high pitch, kind of a almost trepidation. You can go back and watch it. So, again, I think there's something to it. Uh, he's not talking about all the things that we want him to talk about. Uh, you know, he's uh, against 9-11 truth. I mean, he's made fun of it. I think people should, I don't know what his exact quote was, but something we should be deported right. uh, if, if you believe in 9-11 truth. So, but, you know, and we've talked about this show over the last year. He's had, you know, and Don brought this up. He had a, a JFK assassination researcher who had had access to some of the CIA documents that weren't released. And um, that was a, a big a big story that he covered on his show. So there's all sorts of strange things that go through that process through Tucker Carlson. I, I, I uh, I'm kind of on the, on the fence here where I think, well, if, if someone is 80% of the time talking about things that I care about, but 20% of the time, you know, 
not uh, going into the real subject matter. Is that person, is that my enemy? Um, I, I tend not to think so. Just let him talk about what he's going to talk about. And, you know, you're going to have to find your own way to the truth. Every commentator is different. Every person has a different viewpoint. Um, but I do, I do, at the end of the day, I do think he was fired. And, and it just, again, that's a glaring example of why the truth, why viewership, why all of that is really not so much important in media and as more as, as narrative is. Dope. Um, at least I got your opinion now. Like, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but, but, uh, it's an informed one, right? Um, Don, what's up? I heard your opinion on this. Well, you know, you um, know that, you know, and, go ahead and give it to us. man. Well, you know, may, maybe again, maybe it's because I've watched so many Frank Capra movies and uh, <clears throat> I believe in happy endings. And I, and I, you know, I, my wife would, would tell you and everybody in my family that I'm the most negative person in the world. I'm so cynical and dark. I used to read Ambrose Beers, but in this world and the alternative, media, I find myself constantly being like the optimist in the room. Cause I'm believing in, you know, kind of I'm giving some of these people that almost nobody, and I realize way more people agree with you than me. This, I wrote a sub stack at Tuck, Tuck, go how Tucker Carlson got canceled and uh, it got a lot of attention, but uh, I got way more negative comments. I usually hardly get any negative comments because again, people, most people that even read me are like you. They don't trust him. Let's not, they don't trust that. They don't trust anybody. And I understand that. To a degree, but there's, there's something, and I, I would suggest people you, you know read my, but then read what Naomi Wolf and I actually talked to Naomi Wolf the other night, first time I have in a while. She gave me a blurb for the book, uh, the COVID book coming out, oh. but uh, she uh, she wrote a really heartfelt thing about Tucker because, uh, and she's this is a woman who's had her own epiphany. She's gone from, you know, a really the epitome of a feminist who wrote the beauty myth and all these other things. It was, you know, feted by the New York Times, a complete insider, typical, you know, kind of a modern liberal feminist. She's undergone a sea change where she's in my world writing blurbs for somebody like me and wrote a foreword to Survival of the Riches. So you can see how she's changed. And she talked about Tucker, how she used to because her and Tucker were both in the Washington establishment. And she talked about seeing him all the time at the 1990s parties in Washington, D.C. by Sally Quinn, you know, Ben Bradley's wife and uh, Ari a young Ariana Huffington. And she talked about seeing him all the time and how they were, you know, he was just kind of a libertarian, right? He was writing for, uh, I think, uh, it American Heritage or some, some typical, you know, uh, main, mainstream conservative thing. And uh, she was what she was then. And, but she talked about how things changed and she talked about how uh, Tucker's show reached out to her eventually and wanted to get her on there and how uh, she thought that he really had experienced, uh, you know, a, 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 a real change and how he said, you know, he was, she talked like I do. He sounded way more like a classical liberal, the kind of pe people that I gravitated to back in the seventies when I was a teenager because he, he talked about civil liberties all the time. Nobody, nobody, nobody anywhere talks about civil liberties. So they don't believe in them. And uh, he talked about free speech a lot. And that, and that's what she talked about. So read her article. I think it was very moving because she got to know him. You know, she would say, I wouldn't say we we're friends, but uh, he had her on there quite a bit. And he had Glenn Greenwald. Glenn Greenwald was, you know, with Snowden's. Edward Snowden's uh, guy that was chronicling him. If you go see um, uh, Oliver Stone's film about it. Glenn Greenwald doesn't have a forum outside of Tucker. He was on there constantly on, on Tucker Carlson. And, uh, you know, just again, he's an old line liberal, the kind of Matt Taibbi, another guy. This is a guy that has a civil libertarian instinct that Tucker, Tucker's the only one that had these people on. And uh, RFK Jr., most especially, he had him on. And I, I'm sure RFK Jr., is lo he lost his his main forum there. So, yeah, and Tony mentioned 9 11. Yeah, he said some horrible things about 9 11 people. He made fun of them, with, but they all do. I, I suspect that he feel would not say that now because he, he, he apologized to conspiracy theorists. He said, you know, I was wrong about this. I was wrong about the Iraq war. And yeah, maybe it's insincere. I don't know, but I've never seen anybody else do it in the establishment. And, uh, he was, uh, <coughs> excuse me. He was, uh, instead of making fun of conspiracy theorists for the last year or two, he would ridicule the people Oh, oh, that's a conspiracy. He would so, you know, maybe it was all fake. I don't know. We'll see what he does now. And whatever he does, he's not going to be hurting for money. But uh, 
and again, I, I maybe it's because I, you know, I was I was really close to getting on his show, and I think he would have had me on to talk about the COVID book. And of course, that'll never happen now. But well, he may uh, still have you on when he takes over Newsmax. Well, yeah, maybe he won't be quite sick. But I mean, and I I wrote in there about how how many connections I have to him. Not only Naomi Wolf, Heather McDonald is uh, somebody that's been on the show. She was on my TFR show. There's this guy John Katsimaitis who's had on the show. I was at, so there's all these people that he's had. You know, so I don't know what that means. And I, you know, if and I've told people, like, if I had gotten on there, would that have discredited me? Because if Tucker's, you know, fake, why would he have somebody like me on there? Especially if he lets me say what I wanted to say. Same thing with Alex Jones. I was, it, Billy Ray discovered me on InfoWars Nightly News. Right. Uh, and, you know, in, Alex Jones bought hundreds of copies of Hidden History and they sold it in their bookstore. So I, I don't know. What does that uh, does that mean they're just promoting? I don't. So I, I just look at it like I, and I, I kind of like David Knight. David Knight, you know, says all the time he views what somebody says. When Tucker Carlson said what he was saying most, and I felt like I could have written his monologues most nights. I mean, it was that close to my feelings, and I agree with most of what he said. Now, if it was all fake, he's the best crisis actor I've seen, and they should they should have him in all their productions. Because he he was really sincere, and I, I don't you know maybe maybe but if it's all fake, it would be really disillusioning. And I just I just preferred okay, he is what he is. He's not going to go all the way or anything. But uh, he was mentioning stuff. He was the only person that gave. He had people on there who had been injured by the vaccines and their families. Nobody else had those people on. He had uh, you know he, 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 the J six people. The people that, uh, you know, he had their families on and he talked to their lawyers. Nobody else is doing that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm naive, but that's uh, maybe it's in my love of Frank Capper. But uh, I, uh, you know, maybe it'll turn out he'll uh, he'll do something really ridiculous and prove me wrong. But uh, I, 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 unbelievably enough, as cynical as I am about a lot of things, I, I tend to trust everyone until they prove me wrong otherwise. And he was saying a lot of right stuff. So I just, I'm going to go with, maybe he did have a human epiphany. Maybe there's some redemption there and he just really grew and evolved like Pat Buchanan. And maybe he does look at the world more and more like we do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I can relate to what you're saying. People change. I've changed, right? From when I started doing this to what I do now. My, my thoughts are completely different. The thing is, how do we trust a known liar, right? How do and, and and that's the thing I can't I can't come to terms with with the alternative media since we know that he lied. We know that he said one thing on air and something completely different off air. We know this, so I I don't understand how we can t continue to turn a blind eye to that and say, well, 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 maybe he had an epiphany, right? So so he might have, but how can we trust that? Well, I don't know what his his lie. I mean, I've never seen those texts. I guess you're talking about the election yeah. stuff. I, I would like to see. Exactly, I, I'd like to see exactly what they said. And mm -hmm. um, and again, as for the, I don't think the Fox News suit with Dominion had anything to do with it because I'm sure you've heard this, but people have have gone and studied that BlackRock owns part of Dominion and they own part of Fox. So they essentially sued themselves. It was a giant charade. I don't even know how true that is. I tried to look that up and I'm uh, like, how it's, true is that? Like I, I saw they, it. I saw that. Go ahead. They don't own a huge amount. They own like 13% of one and 8% of the other, but they do have stock. And I mean, I saw it from, you know, several uh, reputable sources. So, and uh, it certainly, that stands to reason. I, I I don't think Fox is paying 787 million, just like I don't think Alex Jones. Of, I think th that part I do think is a charade, but I don't know what Tucker, uh, Tucker, even during the thing, he was, he, for about a week, Fox News, him and Hannity and Laura all were interviewing postal workers and poll were people that had been there, you know, showing videos and stuff. And then they backed off because Fox News obviously told them to stop. So what, I, again, I think it's personalities. Tucker, I think what you do see behind the scenes is like we have in our world, they have personality clashes. I don't think he liked Trump's legal team. And you saw how he uh, he talked on air about your favorite, uh, Release the Kraken, you know, Sidney <laughs> Powell. Right. Where he, he, he basically had aired out his grievances on air with her. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think maybe there was a, he, and I think he didn't like Trump and that came out behind the scenes that he didn't. And, uh, which makes it very strange that he was the one that Trump went to for that interview a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. And, and where was the pushback? If you don't like Donald Trump, 
and you have him in a, a national audience, the biggest news, um, quote unquote, yeah. uh, uh, show out there in television. And you got the president of the United States and you claim to be a journalist. You claim to be a newsman. What was the pushback? He sat yeah. there and gave him googly eyed. He's like, oh, yeah. I love you, Donald Trump. Oh, my gosh, Donald Trump. Oh, you know, nothing. No, yeah. I thought you hated the dude. Put some yeah. questions in front of them. He you know, but that's not that's not what he does. And and this is where I have my reservations. I I trust so many things. I, I am so gullible sometimes. I <laughs> I listened to Alex Jones every day of my life for at least 11 or 12 years. Every day I sat there and listened to him talk to me. You know, to the point where I stopped researching stuff because I'm like, Alex Jones is absolutely right about all of this. So why am I going to research it? You know, and then I got caught up later. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, and and, uh, and uh, I, I certainly don't want that to happen again. And I'm not going to let it happen with Tucker Carlson, you know, and and, uh, and yeah, do I want to believe him? Yeah, I want to believe he's sincere. I want to believe he's out there having an epiphany. He said the other day, he was like, I, I want, um, why can't we question 9-11 truth? But oh, I didn't hear him say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that. Why can't we? You know, why, why can't we do it? And he's absolutely right. Right. Yeah. But why is he saying it? What, what are his his motives if he's backstage saying what he's saying about these things? And then he's on air saying completely different. And he straight up said, it's going to hurt the stock price. This is going to hurt my bottom line. It's going to hurt the money. So he's going to say whatever he has to say in order to get cash, man. And with and with and this is why I always end up going back to Cambridge. And then I'm going to go to Tony and then I'm, I'm going to let Don get the last word on this. I, I always end up going back to Cambridge Analytica because they targeted us, admittedly. They targeted the alternative media, people that think like us. And they use terms that would get uh, us to take the bait. And a lot of us did. And that's why Donald Trump came out and sounded like a conspiracy theorist. He sounded like he was talking to us. And now Tucker Carlson sounds like an Alex Jones program. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think he knows what makes people tick. He knows what people what people want to hear and what people want to believe. And since they want to believe it, he's going to tell it to you because it lines its pockets and he had the highest rated show on television for news anyway, or whatever you want to call it. So that's why I have an issue with it. I think it's a legit one. Some, somebody in the chat said I had Tucker derangement syndrome. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> you know, like every, yeah, so yeah. this is a thing that every time we criticize somebody, you have that person derangement syndrome. So you have Biden derangement syndrome? No, you don't, right? Biden has actual things to criticize. There's something wrong. So if there's something wrong, we point it out, right? And, and, and this is the genius of the Trumpenstein project, that they got people to say, oh, man, that, that we're criticizing Donald Trump. You have, you have Trump derangement syndrome. And now that's a thing, you know? Uh, um, and, and now they use it for other things, apparently. I don't know, man. I could be very wrong. Maybe Tucker Carlson is the dude. Maybe he's out there doing his thing and he's had an epiphany and and they fired him because he said he had RFK on for five minutes. Maybe. But um, it doesn't look that way to me. They let him rock for years. They let him say this stuff for years. Why did they fire him now? Why? Um, doesn't make doesn't make much sense to me. Tony, what's up, buddy? Oh, I've got deep state derangement syndrome. I probably <laughs> need to find a support group. Uh, <laughs> y y you know, I think that critical mass in conspiracy research is taking place. I think that's why you're seeing um, the, the real history, the real research, things like Don has done of uh, reaching the mainstream because it's bled into the consciousness of even everyday Americans in some way, uh, some more than others. But I think the media recognizes that the powers that be recognize that. So now they're going to create gatekeepers, people that take a portion of the information basically a limited hangout and they're going to figure out who's going to be the best representative to say, well, we understand that there are conspiracies. We understand that there have been, you know, deep state uh, players uh, behind the scenes causing things to happen, whether it's the JFK assassination or uh, whatever, you know, it could be nine 11 could be the Iraq war. Uh, and so I think they're letting that be discussed uh, federal reserve, all of that. I think they're letting it be discussed, but they're also making sure that the people that discuss it, uh, also couch that in a way that deflects the the true guilty party. It deflects it away from them. I think that's what we're seeing. 
because you can no longer pretend anymore in this country, in this reality, that things are as you were told that they were when you were growing up or what you perceive to be reality from the mainstream. I think that's completely eroded. Uh, aside from a certain demographic that's really aging, I think the most people look around and say, I don't believe any of this. It's just like uh, the you know David Knight talks about it in Soviet Russia. You had Sevestia, which meant news, and Pravda, which meant the truth. Both of those are newspapers in, in the Soviet Union, and people say there's no news in Sevestia, there's no there's no truth in Pravda, and I think I think that's what we're seeing here in the United States. So so, you know, as far as Tucker's concerned, um, I don't know. I've just been kind of agnostic. If he wants to talk about things that that I that I want to hear about, great. I know he's not going to be David Knight. He's not going to do that. He's not going to be like we are here on America Unplugged. It's not going to happen. Um, that's never going to happen, folks. That's why I never really understood the fascination like that alternative media has with Tucker because he's not alternative media. He's just regular media. Um, we're again, and if you look at like independent music, it's the best. It doesn't sound like corporatized stuff. Um, you're always going to find the best, the most, the, the most authentic is going to be in the alternative. That's where people ought to pay attention. Uh, but we, you know, the, the big ratings, the big, <laughs> the, uh, the viewership, all the big sponsorship, that's always going to be mainstream. And uh, we've got to be careful where we, who we support and what we take at face value. This week, um, David Knight did an incredible breakdown on this, I thought. Um, and uh, and he, he talked about Ray Epps and the, the interview that Ray Epps had on his 60 Minutes and talking about how, you know, that, that, that Tucker Carlson was obsessed with him, you know, and, um, and he talked about how come Tucker only points the finger at Ray Epps or so often just talks about Ray Epps when there are so many others that were involved, you know, in the January 6th PSYOP, you know, and, and that was an excellent point. I thought, I thought he was spot on, man. And he's like, this is why they deflect. This is how they deflect. He's like, they don't, they don't point out you know, everybody else, because it's automatically going to come back to them. And he did say Tucker Carlson had less of an involvement than everybody else in Fox, which is true. Right. But he was still involved. You know, he, he still had something to do with it. So he deflected. And I think that's that's it's just not a good look, in my opinion. Don Jeffrey's final words. Well, as for Ray Epps, I think the reason why he concentrated on Ray Epps so much is because I don't think we have any any other figure that, that we know who they were that was caught on videotape doing saying those things and obviously trying and and most importantly is that he has not been prosecuted when personally everybody else there was and this guy is if he's legitimate he should have been one of the first ones prosecuted look he's trying to get them to forget their chanting fed 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 and the idea that the same media that has demonized everybody else that was there that has gone to people's houses and arrested them in front of their children you know people i know a woman that was there with a tambourine and they claim she was armed with a tambourine. So they're, they're, they're reaching for anybody they can find. And this guy looks like, hey, she, he should be right there with the Proud Boys, one of your big catches. And 60 Minutes, is called, he's kind of like the Alexander Hamilton of insurrectionists. He's the only one they love. <laughs> you know, they love this guy. And uh, so and he, again, it, now if it turns into, the key to watch is if it turns into the Tucker show like Alex Jones and Trump. If they if they use Tucker to start suing him constantly, and they have been rumors Ray Epps would is going to sue him. If that's the case, then again you turn into that's a case that he shouldn't be able to lose. You just show the video and question why he hasn't been charged and everybody else has. But uh, you know, so if he plays along with that, yeah, I, I will repudiate him instantly if he does that. He doesn't have any better legal team than Trump. But and you also had this Abby Grossberg, who again this oh, is right, a, right. this is a producer who never met Tucker Carlson ever. They never met personally because mm. he's removed from his people. And she was from the moment she got in there, she's walking around and unplugging Christmas lights. They called her the Grinch. <laughs> and it's like, well, first of all, again, in a sane work environment, you say, look, you know, what are you doing? You're, you're offended by, it's not a nativity scene. You're effeminate, offended by bright lights. It's ridiculous. So she's walking around, obviously looking to be offended was she planted there? I don't know, but she's talking about a toxic. She described the same kind of work environment as every work environment I ever worked in, you know, almost until the very end, because that was the way work environments used to be. You know, you're a bunch of guys, you're going to talk about women a lot. 
not necessarily to their face or say anything right. there, but that's what you're going to talk about. But, you know, having a picture of Nancy Pelosi uh, in a, in a, in a, a bikini, a bathing suit top. What, I mean, I, I don't get that. What is it? It was a, a, a publicly available picture. So that's the kind of stuff that really makes you wonder, but it'll be, uh, that'll be telling to see because if they go, cause I, you know, that's what my uh, thesis is now is that, you know, they used Alex Jones, they're using Trump. You're seeing with the rape trial, they'll probably have some uh, ridiculous thing in Georgia about him disputing the vote. They may just keep trying him over and over again, just like they did Alex Jones. Uh, will Tucker Carlson do the other one again, symbolically, what message does this send? If you, you see AOC, I mean, AOC, and I don't, I don't think AOC got her, got him fired, but AOC is another crisis actor that, uh, just says uh, he needs to be, um, you know, basically Tucker Carlson and they're there. What did she say? They're inciting violence. And this is where it gets into the really disturbing area that that uh, and Tucker talked a little bit about this to whatever degree it was uh, sincere is that speech is not violence. Speech isn't a weapon. Speech can be a weapon for truth. But uh, to say that that's what this crazy woke left is doing. So they, they want you to think that some speech can cause damage and that's very that's dangerous and that's that's the kind of thing that she was pushing saying there uh, that federal law she was talking about federal there's no federal law yet against that so it's very and then of course you know he got fired and, she, and he you know she's smiling like the you know the um, uh, cheshire cat and then you have uh, the women on the view singing na na hey hey goodbye i mean this is Look at the this is an idiocracy, folks. So maybe maybe they all are actors. I don't know, but it's just and then of course you have Trump impersonating Biden walking around, and you know, it's it really is it has an idiocracy type of uh feel to it. But whatever you say about it, you had some great writers. I mean, Jeff Rents, if you, for those of you who listened, I had people writing me saying Rents treated you. I mean, Rents was really rough on Tucker Monday night. I mean, he was just going on and on and on, and you know, we were trying to have a bit, but uh, you know, there's there's people. But Rents will tell you that he has great writers. So whoever was writing and stuff was very articulate. Tucker delivered it well. And that show, except he, he did call names here and there. But for the most part, he kind of was above the fray of these other newscasts, like The Views, you know, singing or whatever The View is, singing, nah, nah, hey, hey, goodbye. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, uh, I know that I'm on the opposite side of mo maybe most people on this issue in our community but um and said i'll be the first one to admit i'm wrong if he does I, i'll be watching what he's doing yeah me too I, I i'll be the first one to admit it i hope i hope that he goes on and 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 does a bunch of good and and all this other stuff i mean i don't really see it happening but i really hope that that happens right but uh, you know a man can dream right like you know one thing i will give you is is that lawsuit man i started looking at i mean uh, or that lady that yeah she is she's swing fox right or or tucker directly i don't i don't remember but uh yeah they had uh, the evidence that they had in the media was they had nancy pelosi's picture on a wall <laughs> and a bikini and then that he called that tucker called a woman yummy I'm like really that's like i mean really like that's all you got like i mean like what, what what's going on over there like i mean but um not criminal right it doesn't it's far far from <laughs> like what come on you know um but but um regardless we will see how this plays out it's happening uh i think it fuels the divide and it even fuels the divide here in the alternative media you know and i really don't know what to do about that right let's talk about uh ai a little bit uh in the news it came out there was a on Drudge, a whole um, article about how how this uh, lady used an AI to clone herself, and uh, and she was able to fool the bank, uh, her bank that it was her, uh, that it was her, and it wasn't, and she was able to fool her family as well. Uh, we're getting to a point where, and we've been saying this for quite some time, but we're getting to a point where we're not going to be able to differentiate between what's real and what's fake. We're getting to a point where. Joe Biden, and this is going to sound crazy, conspiratorial, right? Uh, um, we're getting to a point where Joe Biden will die in office and, and they'll just create something. And how the hell do we know? You know, whether it's him or not. How do we know that? Like, we just don't anymore, right? We have uh, now, like, the internet is being littered with, um, like, dead artists covering new songs, right? They have Michael Jackson covering, what is it, uh, Ice Spice now. And it, it was pretty funny. But it's all over the place. Like it literally sounds like Michael Jackson, 
you know, um, it's they have Drake, things that really just sound like Drake, or they have uh, Joe Biden talking. They, they have these things on Instagram with Joe Biden and Donald Trump and uh, and Barack Obama getting together to play video games and, and George Bush. And it's it's hilarious, but it really sounds like them. And, and this is at a preliminary level. We're going to get to a point where they're going to use this against us. It, it's inevitable, right? They have the technology uh, available to them. They're going to use it against us. And, and who knows in what manner, how how far they will go. You know, and uh, will we even be voting for real people at one point? Will we vote in an AI thinking that it's a real person? Very possible. What's up, Tom? Well, I think that the way that you would differentiate uh, the fake AI with the real Joe Biden is the AI would be coherent and you'd be able to understand it. So it'd be, that, that would be a, a good tell. You know, there's an episode of The Twilight Zone from the 80s on the reboot. And I don't know if you guys remember, there's an episode where the, a young Bruce Willis is, in, is in the, at a bar and he calls his answering machine, but he himself picks up the phone. He's actually talking to another version of himself. It kind of reminded me of that, uh, like, like this weird thing that we're making, cloning our voices, cloning our likeness. And we've discussed this before, but um, I don't think that even we haven't really predicted this would be so ubiquitous so quickly. I, I, it's really just just fallen out of the sky. It seems like, you know, you, you had Elon Musk warning about it on Joe Rogan, like they're going to I told them not to build the AI. So <laughs> I built it. And I'm thinking, what is this really strange? And I, I, you're thinking it's like five, 10 years out where they're going to have, you know, one program. Now they just have Instagram ads all the time, like use AI to promote your business, use AI for your, you know, to, to, yeah. to code and to all this. I mean, it's why, why not using AI right now is letting you down. I'm thinking this is crazy. Right. So we really are a, in a, a, a completely new paradigm when you have all these emerging strange technologies, it's going to make it so harder and harder to tell what's real and what's fake as if we didn't have that, uh, that burden right now that's already next level. So you're not going to get, there's no days off now. You're not going to get to relax. You're not going to get to, there's no, there's not going to be any peace anytime soon. We're not going to, we're not going to reach equilibrium. This is, this is going to be a lot of dynamic adaptation that you're going to have to take place in order to survive in this realm. I and mean, there's really no stopping it either. You can, yeah. you can't wish it away. It's like, you know, I've been talking the last month or two on the rapid acceleration of de-dollarization all over the globe. I don't think people, and even I don't truly understand what that what that's going to do. Um, but AI is a part of this new paradigm, and uh, a lot of shifting, uh, you know, the shift, the the, the power uh, waning from in the West away from the United States, away from what we've considered our reality. It's it's shifting away, and then that's going into the East, going into places like China, and then you got these emerging technologies like AI. It's just it's Again, it's it's going to be very strange times, Billy. But I'm not doom and gloom on it. Uh, but I think there's a lot of opportunity. I I'm yet to un understand how we can use AI to any benefit. I think right now you're just looking at total downside and idiocracy. No, I I, I get it 100 with that. I, I want to get Don's uh, take on the AI and what's going on with it. But but I also want to come back to you, Tony, and and um and talk about this. I I heard somewhere, and I don't remember where, but I was listening to some podcast or something. And, uh, you know, they were making reference to the world reserve currency and how the United States is probably going to lose that very soon. Um, and I think you I, I think I heard you talking about it in one of your shows that you said it, it's down to being used uh, to 44 percent. Right. The United States. Uh, it, was that you that I, that I heard? Yes. About? Yeah. Right. So there's that. But uh, I heard somewhere that that we've gotten to a point that that there is no need for a world reserve currency, period. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I just want your take on that. So, so think about that. Don, what's up with the AI? Tell me something. Well, I think I, I mentioned this before, but um, I think, you know, again, any kind of advance in technology could, uh, should, and could work to, to benefit human beings. I mean, just things like uh, we wouldn't have to do like the worst, the, the kind of late cleaning toilets, you know, mopping floors, things that, you know, nobody really enjoys doing. Uh, so you could use it for that as a, just like you could use weather modification to, you know, blow rain clouds over drought areas and blow hurricanes out to sea. But we know that the, <laughs> the geoengineering doesn't do that. Instead, they try to. So because the people in charge of that, just as the people are in charge of AI who are inventing this and who will implement it, 
it depends. A computer program is based on, on what's programmed, right? Who's programming it? You want to know who's doing it. The programmers here who are behind AI are the same people that are corrupt and, and, and putting all this tyranny on us. So they're horrible people. They're, so you can't expect them to have anything programmed into AI that will be good. And uh, if it comes back and bites them in the ass, well, maybe they don't even care. I don't know. But uh, <clears throat> it certainly will not be for our benefit. So, yeah, I very much distrust to begin. It's because of the programmers, because they're corrupt. So anything that's, anything they implement, it's coming from them. They're putting whatever they put into this product uh, for particular reasons. And I don't think they want good results. They don't want AI to help people to make things easier, to advance technology. No, they want to clamp down, to further stamp down on our rights, and uh, which is what you're seeing everywhere, to spy more on us, to destroy privacy. That's what you're already seeing from things like Alexa and things like that. They, you're already seeing that kind of thing there. Uh, the one result, maybe the incels will get something if they make the sex dolls realistic love. I don't know. <laughs> but, they'll, but they'll probably put something in there too to, you know, to, <laughs> to destroy them. And Har Harlan Stonewall makes a good point about what about uh, if they use it to frame somebody. I can certainly see that using people, uh, you know, using AI to to try to frame people for crimes. We always we know they love doing that. Anyway. But uh, needless to say, I don't I don't have good feelings about it because of the people that are behind it. Right. No, absolutely, man. I'm very afraid of that entire deal, brother. Um, Tone. What, what, I mean, let, let's talk about this. Right. This is a very serious thing. We should cover it a lot more. Um, you know, and maybe maybe give a little bit of basics, you know, because we talk about inflation, but we, do we really know what inflation actually is? Right. And, and things like this, we need to we need to really uh, concentrate on this a little more. And I, I'll try to make it a point to do that every week. Uh, and, and bring up these topics and cover this, right? But it, it, I don't know if you even have the answer to this because I just heard this out of the blue. But but I mean, can we operate without a world reserve currency? And I, I, I this is, might be a very basic question, but I certainly don't know the answer to it. What's up, buddy? Of course we can. Mm -hmm. oh, we can operate as a, as you know around the world without a world reserve currency. Uh, the the big question is, and I think the answer is no. Will the American Empire survive that? The loss of the world's reserve currency um i don't think it can if you look at the year 2001 75 percent of all the transactions financially that went around the world were done in dollars by 2021 it was 55 percent right. and after the sanctions on russia uh it's down to 47 percent and declining rapidly the emergence of the BRICS nations brazil russia india china south africa saudi arabia applying for membership 60 other nations applying for membership mexico has applied for membership de-dollarization has not, not only begun it is rapidly accelerating right. and to, to understand inflation it's it's pretty simple um you go back to the days of george washington when he's president of the united states first president you go and look at that and you uh you see that if you were buying something in the time of george washington's presidency it's going to be the same cost as something you were buying in the early 1900s. The reason was there was no inflation. We had a gold standard, a bimetallic a silver standard as well. We had silver dollars. We had $20 gold pieces. That's the way it was until really 1913 started on the path of uh, decline and uh, loss of purchasing power. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt consummated that and told you to turn in the gold in 1933. Right. Uh, so people turned in their gold. Gold went from $20 an ounce to $35 an ounce. And that's the way it stayed. You know, after World War II it, in Breton Woods in 44, we had the, the dollar pegged uh, to gold, $35 an ounce. The other countries around the world knew around the mid-1960s that we had debased our currency. Uh, Lyndon Johnson took the silver out of our coinage. Uh, the, the paying for the the great society on the Mekong. Uh, I'm sure Don knows all about Lyndon Johnson's uh, uh, grandiose war designs. We had, you know, guns and butter, guns all that butter. stuff. And it came home to roost that the other countries, you know, the president of France, uh, Charles de Gaulle sent warships over to pick up the gold in 1967 um, because we they wanted to repatriate all the dollars. That was the the largest order of gold from central banks up until now. So there was a reset of the currency, and we're just watching the end of the dollar as the world's reserve currency and the Ponzi scheme that was that. You know, if you look at, um, I talked on David Knight's show, there's something called Triffin's Dilemma. It had to do with an economist named Robert Triffin, and he was 
being questioned by Congress in the 1960s about, you know, how how does the, the United States retain value in its currency if it also has to supply all these central banks with dollars around the world, being the world's reserve currency? And the answer really is, uh, once you become the world's reserve currency, if you if it, you stop being the world's reserve currency, you're going to lose your currency itself. It like it dies. Um, so like all those trillions of dollars are going to be repatriated, Billy. Right. Those dollars are coming home, and when they do, you're looking at a situation where you could find yourself in a Weimar Republic hyperinflation right. Germany. Uh, this is the scary part, and uh, you know again, there's just the facts and figures for how much currency is out there. We really don't know, but you got, you know, if you had the central bank of the United States having to supply all these other central banks around, you're talking about quadrillions. Yeah. So I don't know what's coming home, but we are losing that status. I can't stop it. You can't stop it. But certainly there's not even probably going to be even a, a topic of, there is no debates anymore in politics. So we, 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 the people are on this, we're strapped down. We, you know, our, our, our feet are taped to the bicycle on this one. I don't think we're getting off. This deal is going to be really, really ugly. And the way that you, I think that you hedge against this is with assets. That's why I'm in the precious metals business. I mean, gold and silver have always been money. And to go back to your question, if, and again, you're asking if we need a reserve currency, we already have one. It's called gold. Uh, gold is universal. It's the spot price is known in the same as Boston as it is in Bangladesh. It doesn't matter where you are around the globe. If people are into precious metals or they know what the value, it's, it's, it's a recognized global spot price. So same thing with silver. You got a, a, a currency there. Uh, you've got Bitcoin. Bitcoin's spot price is universal around the world. So no, we don't need anything uh, from, especially governments. I don't need them to do anything for currency. Uh, we the people can can make and it can be decentralized and privatized. And actually, I think that's a much safer way to go. Fantastic. Thank you for the answer. Uh, we'll, we will continue to keep our eye on it and report as such. Do our thing here. We're getting up out of here. Listen, I want to I want to uh, wish Rhonda Tate's mom a happy birthday. She is 85 today. Uh, oh. Happy birthday to you. It's fantastic. That's excellent news. God bless you uh, from everybody here at America Unplugged. Cat Goya. What's up, Cat? How you doing? Uh, she's dealing with critical flooding over there in Mississippi and says she can use some prayers. So everybody. Uh, get some prayers over to Cat. You're going to be fine, Cat. We're going to yeah. we're going to make sure. We got some good vibes over to you. Thank you for tuning in every week as you do and for all your comments. Everybody in the chat, what is going on? Where's Jason Barker? I saw him in there. I saw Sam Bodie's tree. I saw uh, Guard Goldsmith. What's going on, man? Um, who else did I see? Uh, Mr. Chris Graves is in the chat. Uh, Virtual Gypsy, what's going on? Harps, what is up? How are you doing, Mr. Tom Cooper? Mandir, half deer, half amazing. What's going on? The real McCoy is here. Uh, Angus, a Mustang. What's going on, my dude? Thank you for the continued support. Um, oh, we said Ron Tate already. You know, everybody that's here, what's going on? Colin Wysong, what's up? And Chris, what's going on? Um, and anybody that I missed, you know, the Knights of the Storm, Charlie Robinson, our big dumb mouth, and everybody that that does um podcast on a Saturday, Mr. Mr. Cooper and uh and Chris Graves, hey, and and prayers to Chuck O'Chelly. Uh, he 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 had a seizure a seizure on air. Uh, yeah. He's fine. He's better, but uh, I don't know if he's fine, but he's better. So prayers to Chuck. Um, and uh, that's it. That's all I got, Mr. Tony Arterburn. Tell the people where they can find you. Well, my website is arterburn.news, and uh, you can also find the sponsor to this program that I'm very proud to sponsor, uh, WiseWolf.gold. You can also find out about our amazing membership program that is growing faster than I ever anticipated. That's why I'm on the road. I've been uh, buying product and making sure that we're always supplied. You can check out Wolfpack. It's a great way to uh, you know, get a small amount of gold and silver every month on automatic. We buy for you, save you a little bit of money and uh, get you some interesting products. Go check out wisewolf.gold. Fantastic. Don Jeffries, what's going on? Donald Jeffries.media is the website. Uh, Donald Jeffries at Substack.com. I protest. Please support me there. It's the only place I'm not being shadow banned. And I want to shout out to Rhonda Tate, uh, who was not in my chat yesterday. First time I've missed her. I was, you were <laughs> conspicuous by your absence yesterday, Rhonda. Uh, happy birthday to your mom. She is reading The Unreals, my novel that more of you should read. Her mother is reading The Unreals. I hope she's not too offended by it. And uh, please, please look for... Uh, 
my book, the COVID book is coming out very soon. Sherry 10 pennies forwards in. I got a blurb from Naomi Wolf. Hope to get more. So uh, I'll be sure to promote that. Uh, should be very close to being published. Fantastic. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. This has been America Unplugged every Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Rockfin and AmericaUnplugged.com, Apple Podcast, and anywhere else you can find the podcast, theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com, and the Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcast. Find me there, freeworld.fm. Go sign up. Uh, that'll be launching soon. And we are getting up out of here. Mr. Tony Arterburn. You can't play us out. You're not home. <laughs> I can't yeah. play you out today. It's we can we could, no. we could hum it if you want. You want to hum it? No, 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 no. That's, that's only for premium members only. <laughs> the heroes hum the the, the 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 outro song. If you want that, you got to shell out an extra five bucks. I'm play, play your tune, Billy. Play what? your tune. You you play your tune on the way out. I'm the one you play for the intro. That means I got to look for it. Hold on for a second. Kill some time, Tone. Tell, tell them what's up, Tone. Tell them how you did in that, uh, in the, in the weightlifting contest. Oh, it was fun. I mean, I, I haven't competed in bench press in 22 years. I had, I used to be world-class. I had world records when I was a young man. Um, but I had a, I had a chest injury when I was 29, just, uh, not on bench press, but, uh, just training. And anyway, I didn't think I'd ever compete again, but I learned how to bench press reverse grip. And that's kind of a really, really old school technique where you turn your hands around, do it backwards. And uh, I was a, I was able to uh, to to bench press 351. Well, it's not bad. I weighed 213 pounds. Uh, so you know, and that, you have to pause it on your chest. You have to hold it mm -hmm. down and pause it. You have to wait for the command to, to press it back up. So you know, you're taking 351 and laying it down on you and letting it rest and then pushing it back up. That's that's not bad uh, for you know. I'm obviously drug free and all that stuff. So. Um, 43 years old, L little bit. I, I've, I'm really sore all the time. Not, not only my mind, but my body now. So I've, I've been through a lot and uh, I deadlifted 501 pounds, which is, was a, you know, decent deadlift. Um, but there was some amazing lifters there. It's just a great environment. Just people that are helping each other and supporting each other. I saw some great lifters and, uh, no, it was, it was really good. So I'm, I'm state champion again. I did nice. that. I did that <laughs> once when I was 19. Now I did it again. Um, and I, I feel and Beans was there. So I had Beans the Brave uh, and my a, a great listener and friend Junkyard was there uh, along with Mr. Anderson. So it was a, it was a good it was a good outing. Gr really glad I did that. Mr. Anderson from The Matrix. Mr. Anderson from The Matrix was there. Yes. And we had to we had to dodge the the agent Smiths. They were they were ubiquitous, but uh, we did good. Fantastic. Congratulations to you. Thank you for representing America Unplugged. Well, if you fail to win, we were going to cut you out of the show. We didn't want to tell you that. <laughs> now that you won, it's fine. We're good to go. Hey, everybody, have an amazing weekend. We appreciate all of you, man. Stay tuned to everybody else, whomever's doing anything. Charlie Robinson's show, go back and listen to that if you haven't done it on TNT Radio. We got Chris Graves doing his thing. Uh, our Big Dumb Mouth, uh, they uh, broadcast. Have a good one, man. They broadcast simultaneous to us. Go check that out. Go support everybody that means something here in the alternative media because otherwise, you know, we're going to go away. And um, we don't want that, right? Okay, let's get up out of here. Take it easy now. Don't burn the place down while we're gone. Where's the music? Bye. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>